All right, y'all, what's going on? How's everybody doing? This is the Equip the Podcast. You know the saying, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. How's everyone doing? I uh, hope it's a great day, great week, great evening, you know, depending on when you're listening or watching this. And today I got my good brother with me who's going to be joining more on these podcast episodes. You know, yes, just have good conversations so y'all not just listening to me because, you know, I'm not, I don't know everything, obviously. So it's good to have other people on here to conversate and listen to other people's perspective to the conversation. So I got my good brother here. Thomas Chop Dotson, say what's up to everybody. You know what it Yo, is. Yo, what's up, everybody? What's going on? I'm glad to be here. I just want to add just a little bit of what I know, and um, I, like I was, I don't know everything either, man. You know, so you know, I'm learning, but um, I got I think I love something to share. So you know, I'm glad to be on the part of the podcast, and um, yeah, happy to be here, bro. So yeah, we're gonna yeah. do it. All righty, yes, yes, yes. So this episode 71, and today I have a pretty good one. I, I mean, a topic for us to talk about today. And we're going to talk about, like, is the King James Version, you know, the only good English mm. only good English translation? You know, that's a good one because mm. we here are growing up to say, you know, all these other English translations, like, you know, the ESV, it's all right. CSB, yeah, it's okay. You know, uh, mm. ASB, uh, it's all right. NARSV, uh, that's okay. The new King James Version, uh, that's cool, but nothing like the King James Version. That's not the real Bible. No, it's not, you know, it's not the real one we, we, we might have heard. And some people, it gets to the point where it's like even a cult out here. It's cold. Yeah. It's getting real cultish where it's like King James only. And if you read a certain, if you read NLT or, oh, no, you're not, you're not really reading the, the real box. You know what I mean? And yeah. the goal here is not really, you know, the goal here is not, the King James version is a fine version, like of English translation of the Bible. Yeah. Like, that's not the problem. The problem is, is the thinking that every other version is bad or it's not as accurate, or, you know, or it being the only true one and stuff like that. So we're really going to, you know, debunk some of this thinking here. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, it's funny. I was going to add too, like, because you mentioned uh, being a cult, and it's it's funny because I think that a lot of the 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 thinking behind the King James only is that there's some sort of conspiracy to, to downplay, you know, the deity of Christ or like, you know, biblical teaching you know it's, it's almost like the new modern translations are translated you know more liberally and you know we're compromising the gospel so um i can see the concern in the sense right but they i don't see <laughs> i don't see how logically like if you're if you're if you kind of you know deal with everything case by case and you see what the translations are saying then you know i don't i i mean i just don't yeah. think that it's you know, it gives you ground to say, hey, they're trying to take away Jesus from us, basically. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't get it, but yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a good a good perspective. I mean, like a good way to, to hang that too, because like there is an outburst of like liberalism, I guess. And um, and not to mention it's just the way even, I feel like people are really more uh, like the way it sounds, like the oh the, yeah, the, yeah. The English language has changed over the years, right? Mm. So no one speaks English like they did back in 1611. Mm -hmm. like, no one talks the thou and though and it sounds beautiful and all that but it realist and realistically it's like paul didn't speak that language Paul don't know paul read the english version like what what is this you know what i mean like yeah Peter wouldn't know what the language is jesus wouldn't know what the, like they just it, this is a different language you know what i mean so even yeah. though it sounds cool and poetic that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean like okay this is like because at the end of the day it's a translation into english mm -hmm. you know the bible is written in three languages like you know what it is, Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek. And Greek, yep. And that's it. Those are the three languages. So everything else is a translation. So mm -hmm. it's even like I don't get why I, I can't like it just baffles me. Like we know the Bible's not even written in English, but yet we 
acting like, okay, you know, it's just, all right. But anyways, but yes, we're here just to talk and have a dialogue. So that way, like, and my, our goal is, like I said, we're not telling you don't read the King James Version. Like, mm-hmm. If you like the King James Version, read it. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay with me. But don't be out here acting like this is God's chosen English version. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not God, you know, it's not just about America. You know, God's the God of the universe, not America. You know, but, you know, it's another conversation. So, so real quickly, I'm going to uh, share my screen. Uh, hold on a second. Because what we're going to do is, because, you know, we hear statements all the time about, uh, the English, the, the King James Version. So what we're going to mm. do is we're going to hear what the actual translators of the King James Version have to say about these sayings that we have said, right? Because there's writings from the actual um, King James authors. And I think it's, you know, we need to do ourselves a due diligence to see what they got to say. Um, and I think it's really important what they got to say about a lot of the stuff that we've been thinking. So I'm going to pull up my notes real quick. Oh, damn, I can't. Why you you pulling it up, man? Uh, You know, I know you you highlighted it, but yeah, church church history is so important, man. Like, I I think that like that kind of embodies what a lot of Christians may be missing. Um, And you know, you know, because I'm a person like I I study church history. I'm not like super fluent in it, but I I remember certain things from my study that will help me kind of give me a framework of of understanding certain things, and so. Um, but yeah, lack of church history, man. I think that's hurting the church. Because if 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 because you you mentioned a book that um that the that the translators actually commentated on and seeing what they thought. But if Christians aren't understanding that or they haven't heard of this information, they're gonna be like, nah, brother, King James only, you know, all that, you know, that type of all that rhetoric and all that. So so I think that uh again, man, church church history, bro. I agree. Church history is very important. I feel like we're mm-hmm. And this kick in our country, in our country, where it's like everything, everything that has the word tradition on its bag. Because I feel like we're on an anti-tradition kick. Oh right yeah. Now. So it's like everything is trend, everything that's happening, you know, traditionally is wrong. Like even even when it comes into the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like who, who cares what these, you know, what what the early church fathers did to defend the gospel and to debate, you know, Gnosticism and Stoicism and um. And all this other stuff that was going, oh, and, and Arianism and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, th- th- and debate them and things like that to continue. Like, forget about the core doctrines of, you know, we're in this kick where it's like anything that's almost traditional as a sense is like frowned upon. Yeah. Oh, there needs to be, tra- and granted, like I said, certain, there's obviously things in history that were bad that we don't want to repeat, obviously. No, absolutely. When it comes to this, th- like, when you know the story of why we do have a, a orthodoxy. The right teaching that's what that stands for like the reason why we do have right teaching is because of people like gnostics and arianism and stuff like that going against their faith so you know they wanted to make sure okay this is orthodox christian principles like if you're a believer in christ this is what we believe in yeah well there was a reason for that but you know not to get too off subject but anyways so uh real quickly i'm gonna show you the actual book right there's plenty of them but i'm gonna show you the one you know it's a quick read very quick read real quick but uh, let me put it back to my screen. Okay, so this is my screen. So this is a book right here. It's called The Forgetting Preface. Okay? Mm. The Forgetting Preface. I gotta check that joint out because I don't think I read that. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't read that one. The Forgetting Preface. And it's a simple read, bro. Simple read. It's like 100 mm. It gets straight to the okay. point. 
And it's about the translation philosophy of the King James translators. Okay. Mm. So this is a book about the, what the King James authors thought, what they written. This is stuff out of their own mouth. So if you're the King James only crew, don't get mad at me. I'm taking the, we're taking the words right <laughs> out of the author say, okay? Don't get mm. energy towards me. This is what they say. Okay. So just stick around, please, as we're gonna go through some of these theses. All right. So let's get into it. So thesis number one. So you can see, can you see this on your screen, Thomas? Um, I don't. I just see a podcast screen. I don't see anything else yet. You don't see nothing else. Oh, what are they gonna let me? Hold on. Um, uh, let me go back. Hey, bro, that screen. I thought I was lost in the matrix for for, for a second. When I saw yeah, like screen. why? Is it, yeah, like hold on. All right. Okay. All right. So let me try to do this again. Stream yards and entire screen. Okay. All right. So. Mm. Now, what do you see? Yeah, I see it now. All right, cool, cool. All right. Yep. So this is we're gonna go by each thesis, you know, one by one, real quick. You know, I'm, we ain't gonna do no huge long soliloquies for each one. You know, we got all that time in the world. Okay. But, but you know, we're just gonna go through it and at least get to the you know the basics of what what it's talking about. So thesis number one about the King James translators, okay? So the King James translators believe that any attempt to produce the modern translation of the Bible would be met with resistance and suspicion. Mm. It's important to understand that the King James Bible was considered a modern translation in its day. Just as today's modern translations are often, are, are often seen as an attack upon vulnerable and antiquated, antiquated translations. Mm-hmm. So two... Was the King James seen as an affront to establish English Bibles such as the Geneva, the Bishop's Bible, the Coverdale Bible? These translators described the opposition against their work with the following words. Oh, so the King James authors. Oh, mm. so their Bible meant opposition. Oh, so mm. people didn't trust. Oh, really? Yep. Say. So they said modern Bible translations are welcomed with suspicions instead of love. And with envy instead of thanks. If anything can be misunderstood, some crit- some critique will ensure that it will be misunderstood, and thus be in danger of being condemned. Everyone mm. who has gone through the through the experience of promoting new things will affirm this. Was there ever any project that involved something new or or renewal that did not endure many storm protests or opposition? It is hard to please everyone, even when we when we please God's best and seek to commend ourselves to everyone's conscience. So, pretty much, you're seeing here that they understood that by them coming out, because King James Version translation was not the first one. Mm, yeah. And it was not the only one. You mm-hmm. had the Geneva, the Bishops, Overdale, you had Tyndale Bible. Like, those Geneva, were the ones mm-hmm. that were earlier. So, yep. they knew that they tried to come up with a more modern translation that they will reach some type of opposition, right? Yeah. So, so they understood that. And today, the King James only people, they're doing this, they're repeating the same cycle that it was done against their own translators. 
Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, it's funny. Um, I think I've heard like people make an argument where they're like, well, we had the King James for over 400 years. It's good for us. Why do we need to change the scriptures? You know, why do we need the, a new yeah. translation, hold on, hold right? Hold on, hold on. You know, and it's funny because I'm like, yeah, but you them. realize we had the Latin them. Vulgate for, I think, almost a thousand years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like, and, and you know, so I was like, why Why would they need to, to you know, why would, they, why would we need the Geneva Bible? Why would we need? You know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it, that argument to me doesn't make any sense because if you're going to use it by timeline, technically the Vulgate beat you out by what 1600 years in a sense. So yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to get to that. Actually. Oh, that's yeah, you know, yeah, okay, okay. That's actually funny. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, that, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, but, but, but it's, I, but going back to this point, man, you know, people are afraid of like change, you know, and I get it because, yeah, as, as believers, we're like cautious of, you know, of, there's a reason why Jesus says, Behold, beware the scribes, right? You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why this this saying is 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 um you know um that Jesus harps on this because we there is in history we we've had people try to change the scriptures or try to write a narrative that was not <laughs> that didn't belong to you know or they're not original uh, autographs, right? You know what I'm saying? So I, I can understand the frustration, but at the same time is like at least examine it, right? Like the scripture says, test the spirits and see if they are, you know, if they agree or if they are so, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't believe everything, test it, read the, read it, go, to, you know, see what it says and examine it. If it's not, then you reject it, but don't just be afraid. Oh, we don't want a new and just reject it. You get what I'm saying? That just doesn't make any sense to me. So. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you look at early church history too, like when they, when the canon, like, because when you think about the canon of the New Testament and stuff like that, people think, oh, well, there's all these other Bibles and there's all this such and such and such. When, you know, the early church, they were more likely to exclude than include any writings. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know what I'm saying? That was in their culture. Like, they were really, really adamant and protecting whatever writings that they had. Like, where, like, James, like, some of the older, like, some of the other translations, like, it took a while to be recognized as, can as canon. Oh, absolutely. You Hebrews, know, you know James, yeah. Yeah, be you know, because... You know, uh, I think it was more of like the like Western Christians. They didn't realize that you know, like Jesus' brother, they didn't really mm -hmm. realize like how definitely was how he was called to be apostle and stuff like that. Like it took yeah. a while to get that information. So at first they were like, James might be canon, but we need to do continue to do our further research. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the whole point is the fact that like the whole point is the church was very very careful. Oh with, yeah, absolutely. And they didn't accept anything. Like they were more likely to exclude any other writing before mm -hmm. accepting any writing so paul's letters to the church went directly to those churches and stuff like that and then for the extra writings like the like the like the, the gospels and acts and like and um and like james and hebrew you know like they did their their you know they did their due diligence before they did they didn't you know they didn't accept anything and then when those gnostic writings did come around they already were they, they were you know easily debunked like okay this ain't us no you absolutely know, it was really no you know, and not to mention most of the New Testament was already written before all this Gnostic writing started to come about anyway. So, yeah. all right. But anyways, so that's thesis number one, okay? So they mm -hmm. already knew there was opposition coming because it's new and it's changed. Yep. And, yeah. So let's go to thesis number two. Oops. Can I get to it? All right, thesis number two. The King James translators believe that the Bible should be available in the comma English of the present age. Mm. Mm. Right? A word that is often misunderstood in modern English is the word vulgar. 
The modern meaning of vulgar is lacking sophistication or good taste unrefined. However, mm. in the 17th century, English, the word vulgar meant common, much used. Many languages have proper form or a vernacular or common form. Generally, the average population speaks the vernacular form of a language, and the educated and privileged class speaks and writes the proper form of that same language. Mm. Throughout Western history, there has been a fear among religious elites allowing the world word of God to be brought down to a vulgar vernacular common language of an uneducated man. Erasmus faced opposition as he argued for vernacular translation. Erasmus mm-hmm. desired that the scriptures would be available in the vernacular for men and even women to be able to read God's word. By the time of the King James, the English church accepted the need for the Bible and the English King James translators were authorized by the king after all the importance of God's word to be translated in common language. So, pretty much the King James translators they wanted everyone to have the common English at the, at the present yeah. age, at the common time. Okay? Because before, like you said, like the King James, the original King James version, before the, 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 the you know, the edited version, because no one has 1611. Nope. King James Bible. So that was the original, 1611. So before 1611, the English was still different. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to make a more modern to that time, at that time period. And they believed that people should have a common present age Bible. Mm. This is what they, this is what they say. Okay. Yep. Don't look, this is what they say. Okay. The implication of the philosophy is that the English translations of God's word need to be continually measured against the common language of the land and revised in agreement with it because all the languages change over time. Mm-hmm. This translational philosophy of translating to the vulgar, the vernacular is encapsulated in the following statement by the translators. Also, this is what the translators actually said. Okay? Mm. This is what they actually said. Thank you. Oh, boy. Happy is the man who delights in the scripture and thrice happy is the one who meditates in a day or night. But how mm. shall men meditate upon what they cannot understand? Mm. Oh. How shall they understand something that is closely guarded in unknown language? Mm. As it is written in 1 Corinthians 14, 11. Unless I know the power of the voice, I shall be considered a barbarian by the speaker and the speaker shall be a barbarian to me. It's therefore necessary to have translations prepared. Translation opens the window to let in the light. It breaks the shell that we may eat the kernel. It puts aside the curtain so that we may look into the most holy place. It removes the cover of the well so that we may reach the water as Jacob rolled away the stone and maybe the water in Genesis 29. So truly without translation into the common language, the unlearned are like children at Jacob's well, which was deep without a bucket, or they are like the person mentioned by Isaiah who sealed the book. Man, why is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Who, who are, oh no, it's Jacob's well, which was deep without a bucket. Or they're like the person mentioned in Isaiah who, who, when a sealed book was present to him with the command, read this, I beg you, he had a reply, I can't because it's sealed. So, mm. the translators understood how important it was for the common people to understand. Mm. language changes over time, just like our English language, because guess what? Our language has been changed a lot. There are words that we use today that means something totally different back in the 17th century. Yep. I mean, that's just a fact. That's a fact, bro. So it's stuff that we say now, 10 years ago, didn't mean the same thing in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is interesting, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think about words like, you know, like lit, let's just say that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
back at the, you know, maybe 20 years ago, lit just means like, oh, I lit, you know, you lit something on fire or like something was yep. lit. But now, you know what I'm saying? It's lit means like something that's enjoy, enjoyable, like it's, it's dope, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that like even that small thing could, you know, that that's a, that's a matter of years. So I can imagine over the span of 400 years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, that is, that's wild. You know, that words can change so much. Yep. And, and, you know, in that short amount of time that, you know, Shoot, black and that the black and let's think and let's even keep it more real. Black people and our and our we change words all the freaking time. We change all the time. Bro. Think about this, right? The word bad, b a d. We mm-hmm. were younger, being bad was never a good thing. Mm-hmm. But as we got older, you know, we started like liking girls and trying to get their attention. Or you know, we used to be like, oh, she bad. Mm-hmm. That means she bad. bad. Like she was yeah. like you know like she was doing stuff wrong. It means she was attractive. It means she right. She was you know what I'm saying? It just it words and phrases and stuff change all mm-hmm. the time. So we can't pretend like now when it comes to the King James translation, like oh now, like oh no, we can't change anything or nothing's been like no, they cared about making sure people had it in the common language at the time so it's easier mm. for them to understand. Okay. And I think that a lot of like a lot of people don't understand that Christians back, especially like around the time when New King when the King James Version came out. Um, didn't have a lot of money, right? There were the, Christians were poor, right? And so you didn't they they couldn't afford, you know, the you know, the, the to have the scriptures and you know, in basically like the original languages in if you will, right? With someone more who has money could afford those you know manuscripts or whatever. And so they they had to get this out to people who one will probably never be scholars, right? Yeah, because God's word is for is for the lay person, you know what I'm saying? So even a child will be able to understand God's word, and so this was put out for a reason this is put out so that the lay person who is not a scholar or you know you know uh who's not gonna go to seminary or whatever or get a doctorate in the original languages can understand and so exactly. it would just make sense to tailor the language to what the culture needs at the moment mm-hmm. and and like i think about jesus right you know like in, in the new in the king james i think in the new king james word version as well, as well it says he's talking about suffer not the little children to come for me it's just like well what are, you, what are you talking about you know what i'm saying like what do you mean suffer not the little you know like what are you talking about oh he's saying oh like don't don't prevent the children from not coming to me you, you know what i'm saying in that type of like language you, you get what i'm saying so nope. well, you know going back to what you were saying the, the word that we the word that we use suffer is, is not what it meant you know, it's not, it doesn't mean what it meant 400 years ago. Yep. And there, and so what the modern translators are trying to do is trying to find the word that is accurate. And is now that's closely related to what the original language or the idea was trying to convey. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, it. that's exactly important. y'all. Mm-hmm. So let's look at number three. This is number three. The King James translators believe that God used and blessed faulty Bible translations in the past. Ooh, that's a ooh, that's a big uh, one. That's a big okay. one. The King James translators were honest about the limitations of the Bible translation. They acknowledged that while the word of God is perfect, translations carry with them human error or obscurity. Mm. The best example of this is they said is the Septuagint. The Septuagint is a collection of the Old Testament scriptures which were translated from Hebrew into Greek before mm-hmm. the time of Christ. The translations acknowledge that even with some clumsy translation choices to deviate from the original Hebrew, the Septuagint can be claimed to be the word of God, which is validated by its historical and apostolic use because Amen. the apostles used the Septuagint. Which I didn't know that. 
And it, I mean, that's that's what Jesus quoted from, you know, when, when he talks when he when he quoted the scriptures that was out of the, subju the Septuagint because they didn't have Hebrew scriptures at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't they didn't have, um, you know, like the, the language was was Greek. They could speak Hebrew, but like Hebrew scriptures was either hard to come by or I don't think they even I can't remember if they even existed. Well, you know, I know maybe fragments, but there was no real like you know canon really until you know until like the time of the Masoretes you know what I'm saying so you know so um yeah that that thing that's interesting as well and here's what they said it is certain that the Septuagint was not completely sound and perfect in many places it needed correction and who mm. was more qualified for this work than the apostles yet it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to them to take what they found since it was for the most part true and sufficient rather than to make a new translation in the early days of the church, this would have exposed them to many objections and criticism mm. as if they had made the translation to serve their own agenda and thus were bearing witness to their own trustworthiness, which would hurt their credibility. And another place in the prefence translator states, so the Septuagint deserts from the original Hebrew in many places and does not come near in terms of clarity, gravity, and majesty. Yet, did any of the apostles condemn it? No, they used it as it is obvious and as St. Jerome and most learned men affirm. They would not have used it, nor would they, by setting an example, bless its use and condemn it to the church if it had been unworthy to the name, the word of God. So, mm. they're breaking, so they're literally saying if the apostles didn't, didn't like the Septuagint, Right, they didn't care. They they really because the Septuagint is Greek, is a Greek translation of like the Hebrew scriptures. So, because obviously the Septuagint is not the original language, like the original language is originally written in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So, so if we're gonna keep the same energy here, right? And if like if like the apostles didn't think of it this way, then why are we? Mm. You know, that's that's the real question. Why why are we not? Why they didn't care? At all, yep. Jesus didn't care. You know, they didn't. He didn't. He didn't say ban it. There's no verses him talk about how bad the Septuagint is, and it's not good enough to have a clarity of God's word, and it wasn't blasphemous or anything like that. So this is giving you. This is giving you a pink picture that the King James writers, even even if it's not the original, per se, and even if there might be some little errors or whatever, or if it's not super perfect, it's still clear on God's word, and it's still blessed, and still. Shares the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's the important thing. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Um, like the 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 church, you know, I think sometimes we don't realize that the some of the like the earliest church fathers actually stem directly from some of the disciples. You know what I mean? And so yep. they're like they didn't condemn it. You know, the disciples, like you mentioned, the disciples didn't condemn it. The church fathers didn't condemn it. And you know, so why should we? Like, what what makes us better than Them. the church fathers who you know, founded a, like the many doctrines that we that we hold to today. You know what I'm saying, and, and gave us a lot of clarity on what God's word communicated to us. You know, so again, man, you know, I, I think that because um, you mentioned, I want to go back to the to the part about the uh, the fault because it mentioned the uh, the faulty translations. I think that a lot of people, like especially, well, I would say the the King James only um, only years, right, and not a shot to them, but I think that they're understanding like they're like. Some of them could understand, could, could look at it like, man, like God preserved this in a perfect sense, 
And the other ones, like, you know, the other translations that we have, they have their faulty manuscripts, their faulty, you know, whatever. And this is the standard right here. And it's like, but don't you realize, you know, I don't think they really understand that. Again, even like what the what the authors just said of this book, that even with that, God still use uses the, you know, those those faulty um, manuscripts in order to get his, his will across. You know what I'm saying? And they and it's funny because there's a lot of ways you can trace a mistake too, because let's just say there's a a line error, right, where uh, a word yeah. yep. is is you know is put. They can say, "Oh, Matt, you know what?" Like like James White pointed this out, and I thought it was a really good thing. Uh, it was about the Omicron, and I can't remember what's the other letter, the other Greek letter that uh, um, that oh, is, oh. Is, it, is it a theta or is it a uh. Omicron? And I can't remember the other Greek letter, but anyway, where some of the translators, what they what what happens is that that um they wrote on like leaves that was pressed together. And so the leaves actually, when you press those together and you write on them, the, you can see that the leaves has, has lines. And if you look at a leaf, it has lines in it. And so what they did was they realized that, oh, that wasn't a, a scribe who, you know, who put a, a slash down accident. It was an accident because it was just the, the leaf of the line of the leaf that actually went through the Omicron, you know what I'm saying? And it didn't change any like significant doctrine, but they, they, we can recognize that, Oh, they made a mistake here, and so let's go back and let's. If you, you know. if people, if you actually can like took a class on the on the on the on the original languages and things like that, or even know what they mean by something being corrupted or error, it literally doesn't mean like someone. It was supposed to mean this, but someone took it out and literally wrote this. No, like literally is how you described it. Yep, something was kind of hard to tell. Maybe a vowel looked like it was missing, or maybe the letter looked like a line. Like that's literally what they were talking about. Not talking about something that's literally been like took and removed, like like the slave Bible, for instance. That's corrupted. That's, that's like, corruption. That, you know, right. that's real corruption. Like back in ancient times, like that's not what the, like it being corruption or error means. Like it's it, too, it it means two different things now. You know. What I mean? Yeah. So if you know the, the languages and how and how we able to preserve things over time and stuff like that, like the, the top people who can understand and realize it over time, they like. Like I said, if it, if it was like in in this heart, and granted, I know that people are hard to trust. Oh, well, they they're just yeah. hiding stuff, and they're just. But it's like if you actually did the research and learn how that, like, it, you can't. It's really hard to do it. Like me taking Hebrew, like the Hebrew language is is, is so different and complex. Like you can't just like it, it doesn't work that way. There's no like okay, I'm just gonna remove this and then take this out. Like the Hebrew language don't even work that, like that because right. you know in the Hebrew language the verb starts can start the sentence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 it, it, it's totally different, and it's hard. It's a lot harder than people think to be able to change things. You know, it's different, but you know, that was a good yeah. point. Though. Uh, nah, yeah, and and also too, like, the, the, going back to the point of showing the, I believe, like, showing, like, letting people know that, hey, this is what we have. That to me is is like a sense of honesty because it's not like again, like you said, it's not changing the scripture. It's like this is what we have. These manuscripts say this passage or whatever. These manuscripts say this. We translate it, you know, this way. But there's a note always in your Bible. If you look at the footnotes, it'll say this is, does not appear in certain manuscripts or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And there's a reason for that, right? It could be a, a, a error. It could be, you know, they that's that's what they had at the time, and you know, something new didn't come out of them at that moment. You know what I mean? So there are so many different things, but I think that we're not looking at it as a almost like a scientist if you will it's like okay let's look at it from from a perspective of what what did they understand at the moment what did they have 
And now we're because our scriptures are built off of manuscripts that we find, you know what I mean? And we're like, oh, okay, so this is, you know, it confirms the word of God, but it's like we have a new manuscript tradition now to make scriptures with. And so you make it from that, you know, tradition and let people know this is what we have. We're not, we have nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? Like we have, this is our scripture, got, nothing to hide. Like, I mean, got, you know, you, you, know, you, know, you literally try to act like they have no revised versions of the Quran. Like it's literally the same exact Quran. That, like you, you, that's the funny part. But Christians, we don't. You know, it's a great point. Point you said it because we don't hide that stuff that's been revised or stuff that's been like there's different translations stuff like that. Like that's the point. We want that. That's what we want. We want us to be able to understand the original language as best possible. But so for some people, you, people use that as like a, that's a down thing. Like well, oh, it's not the exact original original data. Like come on, bro. Well, the King James has been in like two different two three revisions anyway, so it's like, you know what, like what are you talking about? Nobody, the, the sixteen eleven, you can't even, you can't even get that. Like, yeah. there's no way you can get that. Like, everybody has the um, what was it seventeen? Um, it's seventeen something. That that's the more version that everybody got. Then that's been revised with the new King James and all that. Mm. So it's just like, come on, all right, let's move on. Thesis number four, the King James translators believe that different translations are even faulty translations are still the word of God. Mm. This statement may be one of the more controversial statements made by the King James translators. Let their own words present their claim. Now we answer our own adversaries. We do not deny. In fact, we affirm and assert that the very poorest translation of the Bible into English produced by the men of our profession, Protestants, but we have not yet seen any of their Catholic translations of the entire Bible. Mm. Contain the word of God. No, is the it is the word of God. Um, the crux of this statement in the word for is meaning All right, so I mean, I mean, to me, I feel like it's pretty simple in their viewpoint here. Like, mm. even if the, the even with the poorest translation, if it still communicates the gospel to them, is a is a good is a good enough version. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think. That's where we're missing it sometimes. Like, and I think that's where the culture st- stuff can come into because sometimes some people that hold these type of views has a different view of the gospel entirely, mm. or don't believe in the gospel at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they might mm. look at Jesus as something else, or the, not the true gospel, or they just like Jesus because he seems like a good teacher or something like that, but don't see him as divine, don't right. see him as God. And I feel like sometimes. We can miss sight of that, and the King James translators, I believe, they got the. That's why they're saying statements like this, where they can say, "Look, as long as whatever version of whatever Bible you're reading from communicates the gospel, can, can communicate the good news of Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross, and Him rising and resurrecting from the grave, and showing His divinity, time and time again, right? Then it's a good, it's a good enough translation for us, and then, you know. And I say it to you, King James only people, but. You're, you know, the King James translators would disagree with a lot of y'all say. Absolutely. You know, I mean, this, this is just a fact here. Don't look. Like I said, this is what they say. Don't, don't look at don't look at me or Thomas. This is what they say. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, reading what, I'm just reading what they say. You know, go to their graves and, and take it up with them. Go to their grave site and look at, you know, because at the end of the day, this is what they're saying. This this is the, the word. They literally would, wouldn't agree with half the stuff you say. But probably mm. majority of y'all say, they wouldn't agree with it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the point to let you know that the stuff you're saying doesn't even line with the, the version translators are writing. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. 
Okay, let's go to thesis five. St. James translators did not believe their translation was perfect. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. The statement will very likely be the most controversial among the translators. What the translators believe. The King James translators believe that their own translation was not perfect translation because they too were limited by the same human limitations that accompanied every previous translation. On this Uh-oh. point, it is best to allow the translators to speak for themselves. I like Uh-oh. that. I like the way he did this here. But anyway, there is no reason why the word when translated should be even denied to be the word of God or for, or be forbidden to be circulated, even though some imperfections and blemishes may be found in the expression of it. We may gather from the account of Ezra in the prophecy of Haggai that the temple, which was built by Zerubbabel after the return from Babylon, was by no means comparable to the temple built by Solomon, for they remembered mm. the former wet when they considered the letter. Nevertheless, should the latter temple have been abhorred and forsaken by the Jews or desecrated by the Greeks? We think of translations along such lines. Truly good Christian reader, we never thought from the beginning we would need to make a new translation nor to make a good one out of a bad one. Mm. Our goal was to make a good translation to a better translation or out of many good translations to make one principal good translation. This would be a translation to which people could not justly take exception. This has been our endeavor. This our objective. For this reason, many translations were chosen who were greater in other men's eyes than their own. Who sought mm. the truth rather than their own praise? Probably no other statement made by the translators translator so clearly shows that their understanding that their own translation cannot be claimed perfect, claiming to be perfect translation as the following. Yes, please God in this divine providence to scatter into the scriptures here. There are words and sentences which are to some degree difficult and doubtful. Mm. These things are not in doctrinal. Pe- passages concerning salvation for in such passages the scriptures are plain but in matters of less importance so fearfulness would be more fitting for the us than confidence mm. and we should endorse modesty along with saint augustine who said it is better to make doubt of things which are in secret than to argue about things that are uncertain the translators claim that there are obscure words in the hebrew and greek whose meaning has become unclear over the centuries since the books of the bible were originally written mm-hmm. this is Especially true Hebrew, they say. Many words of the scriptures are never found there. But once having neither brother nor neighbor, as the Hebrews say, that we cannot be assisted by comparing the usage of different contexts. There are many names of certain birds and beasts. Uh, Precious gems, for example, concerning which the Jews themselves divided regarding definition, that it seems that they have chosen this or that definition simply because they had to pick something rather than because they were sure of what they said. Um, mm. So, the truth of the matter is, the King James Version translators knew their version wasn't perfect because mm. they, said they were also limited like the other people, like the other translations, which means that there were only a certain number of manuscripts at the time. Yep. So, what that means is they all had the same manuscript. I feel like you need a bomb drop button right there. Like they put the nail in the coffin right there. Honestly, that's like the King James version translators did not have a different manuscript than everybody else. Mm. They literally had the same manuscript. Their goal was to make it more modern for the language today. That's Mm. literally that's it. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. So they knew that wasn't perfect, and they had the same limitations because they didn't have 
the manuscript they had to take. Like today, we got hundreds, thousands way more than these translators had. To, they probably wish they could have had as many. Tra- oh yeah. As, as translations, I mean, as manuscripts as they have today, and we have later manuscripts as well. Mm-hmm. Later manuscripts, meaning more reliable because it's closer to the time it was written. So they're just letting you know, like, look, we had the same limitations as everyone else. So we know it's not going to be perfect. We just want to make this more modern and make it maybe a little bit better so the common people in the language today are able to read it. Mm, another so. dro- bomb drop. Boosh, boosh, boosh. I mean, like I said, take it up with them. We they they ain't coming from my mouth. I'm, you know, I, I didn't need their their clarification for this, but this is just the icing on the cake for me. Again, I just kind of want to harp on that point again about just because something is is like some of the like again, it's not wasn't even pertinent doctrine that we could. It was words and certain things that was like, oh, it could be this, but we're not really sure because of like this. So we're just gonna speculate but it was again it wasn't nothing there's no variant that's going to change the doctrine of scripture unless you're going into like the the new world translation or something like that or the jehovah's witness bible or whatever you know what i'm saying or and so there's just that just doesn't exist it's not it is it's not real the things that that are obscure on a lot of things are even like numbers sometimes days right you know I, i know that um like if you go to like the uh like the, the Masoretic text and the, if you compare those with like the Septuagint and even the Samaritan Pentateuch, right? Like going into uh into Genesis where it talks about the 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 genealogy and like the member the a lot of the the um the uh lifespan of people, right? Uh, a lot of times like the, the Septuagint and the Samaritan Pentateuch would say in so and so live. 300, you know, 150 years, 350 years, 400, whatever it is. But then the Masoretic text, again, which came after, which also was used to translate, what are we talking about here? Yep. King James. The Masoretic text will change the, the times to, to be more, I guess, modern, if you will, or or whatever. I don't know the, the you know, <laughs> the reasoning why they, they did that. But again, it's, you know, these, those translations are earlier than the, you know, than the the king james and so they saw it was good why why not you i i that part i don't understand i i just don't get that yeah yeah that that's i just don't i don't understand that it we it it's baffling only because there's only two reasons it's either a people don't know better or b people are just being malicious that's what what it boils down to is either a which i believe is mainly a i mean i feel like a lot of people just don't know and they were told this and mm. they believe this and then that's it you know people just lack information on it right Which, that's fine that's that's fine but if you know it, this is a cat and you out here spreading another agenda because of your you know your your, your sect or whatever you know religion that you claim or whatever right then it's being malicious and that's wrong and you're leaving people different in the wrong way yeah so i have no you know you know i have no you need to change you need to be better yeah, I, I would agree, man. I, I definitely agree on that. I mean, some, some people just don't know because they've been taught that, like, you know, like didn't hammer it. King James and nothing, you know. So. I agree. It's funny because I actually, it's funny because I grew up on a King James. So, like, so my first Bible was NIV, right? But then I got a King James Bible. I think my grandmother gave me a King James Bible. 
and I was reading it. And it's funny, I ain't gonna lie, I like I like the flow of it, like especially when you're quoting scripture and they you know and God it's will you know, it's, it's, it's like sure. it's cool, like it's cool, it's, it's poetic, it's like you know, it's you know it sounds cool right but at the end of the day it's like i didn't understand what i was talking about. i'm like okay like you know i didn't understand a lot of it it was just you know cool to it's quote. poetic but mm-hmm. if you're reading a law book it shouldn't sound poetic to me. yeah That's when that was just the style of english then yep. but you know poetic style should be is a poetry thing that you're reading right just like how you know you got psalms psalms is a lot of poetry mm-hmm. you got of poetry shoot there's even parts in jonah that has poetry in it but like the whole bible it's not poetry. Like when you read it, you're like, "Oh my God, this sounds beautiful. This is a poem." But right. It's not what it is. It's not. A, you know what I'm saying? It's not a poem. Each part. Like, yeah, I should, I should, a poem, you know what I mean? So it's like I shouldn't be fascinated by by the by. I shouldn't be. Oh, this is poetic when you know, when when they're reading names off. <laughs> it's no, you so, know what I'm so, saying? Like, so, so. like, okay, it's cool, but it's like, do you know what it's saying? Mm, you know what I mean? What's it true. saying? What's it communicating? Like, what, yep. what's going on in the text? You know what I'm saying? So that stuff is you know important. But let's move on to. Thesis six, which is the King James translators did not believe that the only, I mean, sorry, did not believe that only the most educated scholars were capable of translating scripture. Oh, that's interesting. I think, well, I think this is a good point because you have people that think that the the cute, like they were so smart, like the, yeah. like the King James translators were so smart and intelligent. How can you tell them like this, you know, because they know, you know, but this is letting you know, like, you don't need to be the most educated person. Or whatever, but the common argument made against the modern Bible translation today, and he actually goes into this, is in defense of the King James Version, is that no group of men could ever be as intelligent as the King James translators. Really? That's interesting. Yep, I've heard that. I've definitely heard wow. that. This is fallacious on two counts. First, it assumes that the King James translator possessed an intelligence that was never before possessed, nor able to be possessed again. Like, like for instance, like apostolic, certain mm-hmm. apostolic gifts, you know what I'm saying? Like, only the apostles had in the first mm-hmm. century. Like, I think they'd be trying to get in our territory. But second, mm. his argument is assuming that the King James translators made the translation organically with no external help, which is cap. Okay. The first, which is the first claim of intelligence. The King James translators actually had to defend themselves against the charge that the Catholics had a better translation than they did. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Our critics say that, it, that if it must be translated into English, Catholics are the fittest to do it. They have learning and they know when a thing is adequate. A second claim of speculating that the King James translator organically compiled their magnificent translation. It must be understood that they were building upon a great work that already existed. Mm-hmm. At the turn of the 17th century, God's word in English already had a remarkable lineage. Oh. One that stretched back ultimately to the translation work of the venerable feed, John Wycliffe. William mm-hmm. Tyndale, Miles mm-hmm. Coverdale, and the King James Version was itself revision of the Bishop's Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. The King James was was very close, like was very close to the Bishop's Bible. Like they used mm-hmm. a lot of tra- translations for the Bishop Bible to help them. But we'll keep going. Humble credit to these previous translations given by the following statements. If we're building upon a foundation of those who went before us and being assessed by the, by the laborers endeavor to improve that which they left so good no man we are sure has any reason to dislike us we are persuaded that they if they were alive would thank us for by this means it comes to pass that whatever is already sound and all is substantially sound and one another of our editions and our worst editions it's far better than their authoritative vulgate 
which shine as gold more brightly, being rubbed and polished and everything. Mm. Truly a good Christian reader. We never thought from the beginning that we needed to make a new translation or make a good one, but a, I mean, make a good one out of a bad one. Our intent was to make a better translation out of a good one or to make many from the good ones, especially good ones, not to be justly objected against. That has been our test and target. So pretty much long story short, even the King James translators, some of the Catholics thought they weren't smart enough and they had better English translations mm. than they did. So no, they weren't like the smartest men. I mean, granted, they were intelligent, obviously. You know, they were scholars. There were like 47 translators, you know, a good number of them, obviously, because not one person, you know, uh, translates. You know, every every Bible version we have today is multiple people who do like each chapter. I mean, each book and stuff like that. So no King James himself did not translate the King James Version. I mean, right. I mean, that was, it was commissioned to him, so, you know. I mean, but there's people that really think King James himself translated it. I heard some, I mean, some people think King James is black and he's a Jew, but, I mean, hey, yeah, that's a lot yeah, of things he, that go around. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He, he was black, but, you know, even if he was for conversation, he, he didn't translate it, so. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 know, I, I know which group you're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So we, we, that's that's I guess for another. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, I was gonna say there's only one group on Earth that says King James. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep going. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going that one, man. Uh, that's that's kind of funny, but but you know what's funny? I thought I think that's interesting because like <laughs> like how how dare you like I mean. It is that logically doesn't even make any sense. All oh, these people are so smart. Like, where are you even getting this information from? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the fact that you're saying, oh, no one will be as smart as them. First of all, like, even going back to, like, let's just go back to the scriptures. First of all, people, you know, they knew Solomon was the, the smartest person in the world. He was like, you know, wrote the Psalms and other things like that. He wrote, I mean, he wrote the Proverbs. He wrote some Psalms. He wrote, you know, the, you know, different uh, books like uh, Ecclesiastes and things like that. He Solomon was viewed as like the most the smartest man in the world, right? And this again, if you're a Christian, you know, like you will say, okay, yeah, the Jews believe that, you know, like Jews was like, yeah, that Solomon's smart, but the scriptures tell us, the New Testament tells us that a greater Solomon is here, right? Yeah. Jesus is is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's almost like it's kind of weird to have this old mindset. It's like, wait a minute. Jesus it, it, to me it just doesn't make any sense, right? You know what I'm saying? Cuz to, to put that much trust in a man and say, oh, he's so unfoully. You know, he, you know, to me, it's it's mind boggling. Honestly, they, they they look shoot. They they look at the King James translation as more infallible than the actual writers themselves, the actual gospel itself. Paul, mm. the words are, like it gets to that. It literally gets to that point where if you like, you see people online, and they'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna take this to the, what the Greek says and stuff like that. They don't they don't care about that. Oh, mm. This is the King James. This is I'm like what. This is the actual language is written like you know what I'm saying. It's like that's the level of like arrogance you see. When yeah, you're like the most extreme people who you know who who has this. So uh, that's interesting. But yeah, let's get through these last couple real quick because you know I, we ain't trying to be here all night, all night. Uh, so thesis seven: the King James translators believe that those opposed to the modern translations would use the age of previous translations to argue against the new one. Hmm. Mm. The argument that the King James Version has been the sole translation used by the English-speaking church for the past 400 years. See, Thomas, told you we'll get to it. Therefore, it must be exclusively blessed by God since it would withstood the test of time. It's completely repeated, yet it is historically flawed. 
Mm. Why the King James? Why I mean, why should the King James version be the only true translation? Simply because it's been used the longest. Interestingly enough, there have been translations throughout history that virtually unravel for longer. I should pull that chapter of the book so I can just read it real quick. Matter of fact, I'm gonna read it real quick because I don't want to end on that note. Uh, hold on, wrong page ten. All right. Mm-hmm. So, where was I at? Uh, oh, this is thesis seven. All right, so and for long periods of time, even much longer, like you just like we, we stated earlier, the Latin mm-hmm. Vulgate was 1100 years of consistent church use, and the Septuagint has been used even longer, along with Wycliffe's English translation. Mm-hmm. All these wonderful Bible translations have in common is that they cease to be the dominant translation at a certain point in time in history. Age cannot be used to validate a permanence of a translation, or it could be concluded that the Latin Vulgate should be the most dominant translation due to extensive usage. And then they sit out their mouths that the mouths of many men have been open for a good while with speeches about this translation, which has been preparation for so long about these readings of preceding translations. They ask why may be the reason for this effort. Has the church been deceived to say all this time? Our opponents say, was the church time-tested translation good before? Why did they, the King James translator now mend it? Was it not good? Why then was it thirst upon the people? So they pretty much said the same thing again about the King James translator. We already had a good, a good long version. Why do we need another one? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, got, you guys have to realize, too, like the same stuff y'all literally say about other modern Bible translations today has already literally been said about the King James Version. Literally, yep. history repeats itself, and they literally state it in all the writings that they've dealt with the same thing. Yep. So you got to be able to evaluate yourself and what you're saying here, because literally you're repeating history that's been done against your own so-called sacred translation. When it's literally, and they literally stated it. It's not like they had no idea about it. They literally stated it and noted. And still, it doesn't bother them. All right, this is eight. The KJ translators believe that the manuscripts and translations should not be judged solely by the character of the men that compiled them, even if those men held er- erroneous beliefs and heretical doctrines. Mm. History of the Bible translation is very messy. While it would be nice to think that perfectly theological orthodox men and groups pass scriptures down through history, this is not the case. A simple study of history will tell you reveal men like the early church fathers here, Oregon. Jerome, Tertullian, Tertullius, Aquila, Symmachus, Titian, mm. Erasmus, to name a few, were influential and passed the scriptures down in our generation with all these people having comments that upon short research of their names and the reader will find that all of them held heretical, if not heretical, beliefs and doctrines to some degree. Mm. So, pretty much what they're saying is they believe in most of they believe in pretty much the the the, the, the cardinal doctrine thing, but they held second is, secondary issues that was could be horrendous. Like for instance, Tertullian, when you look at his views on women, y'all will cancel him today. Or oh yeah. Or if you or in or you know if you look at Martin Luther, like Martin Luther, he was very anti-Semitic. Very yeah. Anti-Semitic. You know what yeah, I'm I was saying? gonna use that yeah. He was very anti-Semitic. 
it's it's a it's a argument of called an ad hominem where you try to discredit the person's validity exactly. by attacking their character. You know what I'm saying? So it, no. that does that doesn't disprove. You may you may have proved that yeah this person may be a crappy person or it's like yeah bro you know you wow but that doesn't necessarily disprove the validity of the scripture or the validity of the translation. Of what so, you're saying? Yeah, so that just exactly. it, that doesn't. Yeah, because a lot of it is ad hominem attacks, which yeah. I know ad hominem attacks are pretty much when you're having a debate or argument with somebody and instead of talking about what y'all talking about, they attack you personally. Instead. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an ad hominem attack. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting, so if somebody, if you're having a debate or whatever, and you notice someone's literally calling you out like, Oh, that's why you're ugly. Oh, that's why you're unintelligent. That's how you know it's an ad hominem attack. That's how, you know, they can't, you, you, I mean, it's not necessarily about winning or losing, but obviously you're doing something correct when they can't, defeat whatever you're saying so now they're attacking you personally. yeah it's, it's just like a, almost like a red herring too like it just trying to get you off track right. off topic right. so it gets you distracted so and that's what mm. a lot of these groups be doing out here and like, mm. they can't refute you then they'll start attacking you whatever you look like so calling you stuff that's irrelevant to the topic that you're talking about so you know don't be losing sight of that but yeah like that pretty much tells you just because certain people had crazy views about certain things doesn't mean that the scriptures is any less true. doesn't mean the gospel is any less true. It doesn't mean even some of their writings are not even true. Like mm. men, men do men, humans do human things, flesh do fleshly things. Like we, we do stuff like that, but it doesn't, you know, and the, and the people who translate the kingdom, they, they weren't perfect at all either. You feel me? Yeah. Like they aren't. So that's just something to, you know, take into consideration. I think this is the last one. Uh, okay. decent time. The King James translators did not believe in absolute word for word. Sometimes use dynamic equivalence. Well, translation in the Bible and common usage is completely word for word translation, Mm. which some people, you know, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people know that, but some people might. So, you know, it's good for people to know. Many people believe that an indiviate word for word translation is the most faithful way to translate the scriptures. This is incorrect because literal word for word translation would be extremely difficult to read in language such as English. The grammatical rules for Greek and Hebrew are simply different from the grammatical rules of English. Take a little word-for-word translation of Psalms 23, for example. This is the kind of translation would render in Psalms if you read as follows. The Lord my shepherd, not I shall want, and grazing places of grass, he makes to lie down thee upon waters, rest he leads me. See, that sounds crazy, right? That's, that would be, more, you know, a translation that is truly understandable requires a careful balance of dynamic equivalence, formal equivalence, the formal equivalence approach tends to emphasize the commitment form of the grammatical structures of the original language of the original language, whereas dynamic equivalence tends to employ a more natural rendering but with less literal exactness, which is true for the King James Version. Predominantly uses formal equivalence. There are cases in which the translators use dynamic equivalence deviated from the language's meaning. A prime example is Romans 6, 1 okay, okay, that's another one. All right. So pretty much what this is saying is that the King James Version used dynamic equivalence, meaning mm-hmm. That there's no translation in English at all that's worth like 100% word for word because it'll be impossible because the grammatical difference and rules for Greek and Hebrew is totally different than English. You know what I'm saying? You, got, you know, in the Hebrew, we got to read right to left. You got a sentence in the Hebrew that, 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 that starts with the verb, not even the person. You know what I'm saying? And you got to literally put the words like together to, to make the sense. So you got a word that says, and 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 said you know, you gotta say and came uh Yahweh to Jonah 
son of Levite. And you know what I'm saying? Like you mm -hmm. put the sentences like together so that way it makes sense to us in our language versus back then it made sense to them. You know what I mean? Like it's the yeah. grammatical rules are totally, totally different. So we if you read a word for word, like as best as we could word for like a real like word, it would no one would understand at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's funny to me. I mean, if people like, I don't think I've heard that argument from them. I'm not saying they didn't do that, right? Which is which is interesting. If that's the if that's the one of their arguments, bro, it's it's like you don't understand how language even works at this point, right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, there's no like even looking at languages now, right? Comparing English to Spanish, there you know we see that there's a difference structure in the you know and 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 in like i said the, the grammatical forms or, or syntax or whatever and so just that alone should let you know hmm maybe there's a you know you know the, there's a struggle with the trans you know to to make this in the way we understand something right you know what i mean or and so i can't imagine being separated thousands of years from the original authors or the original you know what I'm saying? Like intent of the scriptures. And you wouldn't and you would think that you could do that. Like, first of all, Greek, I mean, Corne Greek is a dead language anyway. So it's like you can't just ask somebody, hey, what is this? You know, who doesn't know how to speak that? They're gonna be like, well, what are you talking about? I don't understand this. And so the fact that we're so removed should let you know, hey, you know what? This should I, I should expect, you know, not a word for word translation because they're trying to the, the purpose of the translation is to help the commoners understand. If we just did that, like you said, if we just translated without the um the the equivalents, we're gonna be reading it backwards. Oh yeah, John, you know, uh, you know, ran, jumped over river, Jordan passed. You know, what I mean, it's, it's it's not gonna make any sense to you. It wouldn't, nope. And so, it, yeah, that just, to me, it's kind of that's kind of childish. I ain't gonna lie. It's kind of like you don't even understand how sentences work, but, but some people don't though, which is, you know, yeah. which is bad, but it's like, okay, let's kind of use a little common sense. there. I so, mean, there might be some really, I mean, like you said, I don't think this is probably the leading argument. They would yeah. Have. Yeah. Like, um, there probably are people that view it that way. They might not be as as quick or they might actually view it, like view it that way. You know what mm. I'm saying? I mean, anyone with, any kind like legit common sense and knows how language works knows like obviously that you can't translate an ancient language like that and know it's exactly word for word like it is in English though. But I'm just saying for the people that you know don't or want to understand what what they mean by word for word, it's right, right. It can get, but it's still some dynamic equivalent so it can help form it better so that we can understand it pretty much. Right, and I hope I didn't offend anybody. So if you're listening, I'm not trying to offend you, but it's you know I guess like try to understand how languages work and. Understanding that a word by word translation just would not fit. It just it yeah. wouldn't make any sense. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not about trying to offend people, but you, you gotta be. I mean, you also have to be. I feel like you have to be a little honest too. Like, mm, you know yeah. especially if you're out here making statements and saying stuff like that, like, and you're clearly wrong or don't understand how language works, then you need to reevaluate and look up language mm. and realize you're you know you're wrong about that part. And you know, I mean, it just it is it is what it is at that point. It's not you know we're not being. We haven't been rude the whole, the whole time. We just pointing out facts that what they've said, you know, like we ain't, we ain't making no claims at all. I, we're making claims based on what these people said. Mm -hmm. I, I ain't making claims at all. I ain't make, we ain't make no claim. We just further on elaborating what they're saying. And that's it. That's um, true. And last, thesis 10, the King James translators believe that God was blessing their endeavor regardless of what the established church of religious crowd thought. So, mm. I mean, that's pretty much something. You know, we got dig deep into that one but yeah. but um 
I think it's been over. I know he's gonna go an hour, but this, this is a good conversation. This is really, a- yeah, that's this was yeah, this was yeah, like a little juicy. Know, it was very juicy, but I think the main thing, guys, we want you want like to take away if you're still listening this long, um, is the fact that like the King James version. If you really want, if you still read, the, if you like that version, then that's fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have no quarrels with anyone that reads the King James Version or anything like that. That's not an issue. The point is, is that, no, it's not the most trust, you know, no, it's not the, the special version. No, they didn't have all these, you know, special anointing from God or anything like that. No, you know, King James wasn't black, and this is the trusted version for black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not like, it's just a fact. Um, yeah. And I don't even need, and really, we could have made arguments and cases even without hearing the translators, but sometimes it's good to hear exactly the people who actually put it together, who translated together, hear what exactly what they said. And like I said, if you, you know, if you have any quarrels, don't get mad at me about it. Don't get mad with Thomas about it because I this is this is what they said. You feel me? I, this is what they look. You can read, get this book, and you can read it yourself. There's other books you can get and read what they said yourself. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take on. I'm providing you what they said. Is that I ain't capping because I provide sources here. You know what I'm saying? So this is an easy read, easy source if you really want to, you know, dig deep with it. And, you know, and it's okay if you want to read another, a more modern Bible translation. It's fine. It's okay. Read a more modern Bible translation that's just easier for you to understand. And it had, and it's being used by manuscripts that are closer to the time it was actually written because, like the King James Version writers said they stuff. They were limited on a lot of stuff because they didn't have all the manuscripts at the time. Just like the Geneva yep. books, just like the bishops, just like the, the Tyndale, all those Bibles. So, yep. you know, like, we just want to let you know, like, if you read another Bible translation, you're okay. You are Don't okay. With it at all. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to ask me my opinion, I say you get a more modern one. That's my opinion. I feel like more modern, I feel like it's easier, it'll be easier for you to read, you know, make more sense. You know, they got study Bibles now that helps you understand it. You know what I mean? I think it just makes more sense because there's certain things. In the King James, that if you read it, it just, it just doesn't make sense to our mm-hmm. it just don't like. For instance, let me just read you one quick thing off of here, and I'm gonna let Thomas say something real quick, and then after that, we're gonna get up out of here because it's already an hour. So, let me read this thing to you in King James, and you oh, tell boy. me, and you tell me if this makes sense to you. Uh, give me one second. Um, yeah, you gotta get your, you gotta. You got to get the you know the bubbles out for when we better read this joint because let's turn into Shakespeare real quick. All the bubbles. Pull your little skull out like to be or not to be. Come <laughs> on, where's the because I want there's a one funny one I thought that was very very like. Hold on. Where is it? Sure. I got all this stuff on my phone that I copied. Uh, I'm just gonna read one that's on here because I don't because I'm reading I don't feel like it keeps going down here. Keep all right, so y'all tell me what this means. Isaiah 10 27. Oh, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken from off thy shoulder and his yoke from thy neck. 
and yoke shall be destroyed because of an anointing. Or another one. Hold on. I got more. Um, Egg yolk. Yolk is easy. <laughs> Where's the joint with the flanks? There's a joint with flanks. The joint that said, Man, yo, that joint was hilarious. Oh, yes, this is the one. It's Joe 1527. All right. Okay. What this means, please. Because he covered his face with his fatness and naked <laughs> clots of fat on his flanks. Y'all tell me what that means. I ain't gonna lie. I thought Cousins were making a steak or something. I know the flank yeah. steak. I know the little, you know, ribeye. You know what I'm saying? That's what it sounds like to me. Now, in the more modern version, it says this. Because he covered his face with his fat and gathered fat upon his waist. Mm. See, that's a, a small example. I'm not saying mm. every verse is not hard to understand. But I'm just saying it, some of it don't make – it's just not going to make sense in our language. Mm -hmm. Why? Just read a more modern one. That's all. If you want to still read it, that's fine. At the end of the day, I, I have no quarrels either way. But I'm just saying, yeah. just, read, just read, just read a more modern one. It's just like you're not, you're not reading a bad one. You're not reading a bad translation. It's still God's word. Okay, you can trust it. Okay, and they actually had, and the people who translated this had later manuscripts, way later than the ones that the King James version translators had, the bishops, the Geneva, all of them. Later manuscripts mean that the manuscripts were later, like the like the like so earlier, like, probably earlier, which you probably mean. So yeah, so pretty much, if I written a letter, it say it was two thousand. Yeah, so I read a letter this year, so it's two thousand uh twenty three. Okay, let's say like eighty years ago they found it, and it was, you know, they found it eighty years ago, and it was dated in two thousand twenty five. Now. Let's just say my same letter was recovered, let's say 2000, uh, 2065, and it was dated like five years before that. Which one would be more reliable? The one that's closer to the date I actually written it in or the one that's way later? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, there's a possibility they both could be, you know, but it's more reliable because it's closer to the time it was written. And that's like literally how basic history works. That's not even just for... The Christian faith and everything, that's literally any history we've ever gotten in antiquity or even older than that. So that's how you judge it. So if you have a closer manuscript, which we have today, it's more reliable. Like, oh shoot, this is actually, this is closer to what was actually written. You know, that that's the, and that's the point, and that's the thing. So that's what we mean. So any I was gonna shout out to the ESV crossway with the ESV, y'all clutch. That's that's probably one of my favorite modern English translations right now. One because it's from the Subtuagent, you know they they had that, and two, you know it just to me it's, it's an easier read. It's close, you know we use those those earlier manuscripts. So I got the crossway, ESV. So if y'all want a good translation, go to the ESV. There I got, is the, I got the ESV from the cross ESV and the uh and, and the, the ESV Greek. And, and and Hebrew, I mean the Greek and Hebrew interlayer Bible. Oh yeah, yeah, I need to get that. Yeah, this is well. This is only for like you really serious about the language. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If you if you're not serious, mm -hmm. try, don't, don't get this. Don't even look at this. Don't even pay attention. To this. But this yep. is a good one by by what Thomas is talking about. That's yes, indeed. Crosswave. Shout out to the ESV. So if y'all want a good modern translation, 
start you can start with ESV, honestly. I mean, like I said, you can't go wrong with really the none of the, the modern translations. ESV, but if I, one, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm gonna say ESV. ESV, or, yeah. ESV my top like, three yeah. would be ESV, CSB, or NSV. Mm-hmm. Those yep. are my three favorites if I have to pick. But ESV is usually the one I, I probably read out the most. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, y'all, we pretty much done. It's been an hour, eleven minutes. It's a, if you want to read the King James version, it's cool. But we we literally here just to tell you, like, look, guys, this is you can read another mod Bible version, it's fine. The King James translator spoke for us. We didn't even have to really say much. They they spoke for us. We read what they, they said. It all. And they literally would disagree with anybody else who has all these different wild opinions about the King James version. So anything you want to add, shot for we dip? Nope, take it up with them. Yeah, I was like, look, Enough look, they grave. Boy, they, don't be Enough boy, they grave. You know what I'm saying? Don't get mad at me. This is what they like. So don't get mad because the people y'all been capping for all this time is um disagreeing with y'all because they would disagree with everything I said literally because we just read it. So it is what it is. This is another episode. See y'all next week. We out. Remember to say they ready so you have to get ready. Stay equipped. They ready so you gotta get ready. Peace.